Developing the Leader Within is a podcast that focuses on leadership, management, and career development. We nosedive into the areas that are holding you back from your full potential. Let us begin. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within podcast. I'm your host, Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez, and today I have a special guest all the way from South Africa, and we have Waiba Leonard on a, on, a, on a podcast, and I'm so fortunate because, and we were just discussing this, uh, the international thought pattern, the, the international approach to leadership is one that I'm very interested in because it's very dynamic. It, it, it spans time zones, it spans boundaries, land boundaries, and it actually gives you a perspective that you wouldn't get just sitting at home. So uh, um, today we're going to be talking about leadership and customer service. Uh, and before we get into all the good uh, points and everything that we're going to discuss, will you take some time and just tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Um, so I am very privileged and honored to be on your podcast. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, I think it's amazing that um, you're giving people on Africa the opportunity because that is how we can share with the rest of the world how we're navigating through whatever crisis we're going through because we're going through similar situations and as leaders we use different approaches so this is just a way for us to share how we do things um, so I really appreciate this um, so yeah so basically um, we've just been talking about the life cycle you know um, and our topic today is leadership and customer service and I started my journey out in customer service working for a financial institute way back um, in the 90s and I worked there for 10 years and I got tired of, of it because I mastered it like you can only win so many awards every year you know and I decided I needed change and wow what a drastic change because sales I have no idea I could sell anything in my life that's why I believe that it's a skill that can be taught because I was personally taught and I became a very good salesperson. But I ventured into sales in various industries. Um, and I found myself actually right now back into customer service. So right now I'm a customer service manager, um, overseeing um, both the inbound and the admin side of our customer service. And um, I am super excited because my experience that I've gained through my cycles of working for various industries and telephonically has really given me a different perspective of customers and what 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 they experience and I think that allowed me um, so much more to, to 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 have a better understanding when I went back into my customer space where I started that's where I ending again and I I kind of like had it from a perspective of where it was face-to-face -face interaction with the customer versus speaking to her telephonically versus you wanting to sell us something and all of those have so much different emotions and and mindsets that we need to have as leaders and that we need to ensure we instill certain principles into our employees that is dealing with these various kind of customers in different forms um, and so, so yeah, so I'm excited to share some of what worked for me um, and hopefully it can work for someone else as well. Well, I'm, I'm also equally excited. I know how important customer service is, not just for 
a sales organization, but just on an organization as a whole. Leadership, um, I've always stressed that if you expect a customer to be happy, you have to bring that to your company first. So leadership's first point of contact in customer service is, is the people working with him or her, right? So that's where you practice customer service. I, I've seen many times that that's not the case, right? They provided outward, but they never provided inward, right? So what uh, sort of, uh, you know, what sort of suggestions you would give a leader when they're challenged with those, you know, those little decisions? That's very interesting that you mention it because it, 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 it's, you know, in our reality, we can go around the bush and in reality, in some industries, it does happen. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that will be watching this video that it will resonate with them, that they are daily driven by certain KPIs and performance uh, indicators where they should deliver a certain level of customer service um, where they don't get that same service in-house. Um, and I am one of those leaders that's of view that it starts at home. Like we teach our kids principles that start at home. And as a business and as an organization, we can only expect world-class customer service if we give it in-house. Because that is when, if our employee is happy, they will project all of that onto our customer and ultimately that is what we want so what i generally would do is when i'm faced in a situation where i do get someone or agent or someone specific that is maybe not really buying into it it's really to you know sometimes as a leader you need to put your leadership hat aside and just step into a zone as a human being and kind of like forget about all these these the, you know, like these logos and these processes and all of these things, because you're dealing with a human being who's got you, who you expect to deal with another human being. And what we all have in common is emotions, you know. Mm -hmm. And for me, um, I take my leadership hat off and I go take you in a room and we have a chat. We don't have any nervous documented discussion. We have a chat. I get to know you, you get to know me. I try to get into your headspace, but through a conversation that makes you feel comfortable. And I will ultimately get to the root cause of why you never sound so enthusiastic. Why doesn't it sound like your tone is always friendly and soft and like the customers don't feel that we love them when they speak to you. And then there's the root cause. Everything in life has a root cause. And I think as leaders, we need to get to that root cause. And once we get there, We'll, we'll be able to, you know, we can't take away everyone's problems, but the fact that we can understand and relate and that we can share and show support where we can change everything. They will go out there and they will do their best, even on the off days, you know. So, so to, um, yeah, yeah so, so it really works for me just to touch base with them on a, on a different level and just take that I'm the manager hat off for a moment and let's talk. And so that takes a little certain type of attitude, right? <laughs> a mindset, yeah. if you will. Um, what can you tell us about, you know, what type of attitude or mindset you need to have to, uh, to build that type of relationship? Well, firstly, you need to understand that we're working with people. And like we are humans, they are. So I always use this analogy with 
was was my team leaders and that's reporting into me because for me it's very important how they treat their employees because that's the ultimate outcome of what we get at the end of the day for the business um and for me people it's it's so front of mind uh, like i there is no customer to service if we don't look at our internal customers first because who's going to give us who's going to service them if they, they they all believe in us they believe in us with their knowledge because we're training them we're upskilling them we're investing in them we're molding them to to be able to to go out there and provide world-class customer service but once they're there do we nurture that so that they can give to the customer what we taught them to and most of the times we don't you know um and for me you and you're right Enric, that you you do need to have a certain kind of a personality and perspective of what leadership really is about um we moving we have to move away from the old centuries where leaders is dictators and you know leaders is all about the title and leaders is all about this i am never at my desk for example you know i'm that kind of leader that i will have a desk and everyone is like why are you up and down all the time i want to be with the i want to be with the action is i want to fight this battle with you i want you to know that i'm comfortable to sit in the same kind of desk that you're sitting in the same kind of seat that you're sitting in it doesn't take away or validate who i am because you know i'm i just think that i'm gaining more respect because i told this I'm there and I'm showing you that you know what I'm not sitting on this pedestal and you it's too scared to come and approach me about anything and it's all about creating a culture a culture of yes there the is every company for every organization to to be successful we need to have our policies and our processes in place and it's very very um, important for us to be agile around that because that is um opportunities that we can allow into the business that that can potentially be harmful um it doesn't take away the fact that we need to lose the human factor and i think a lot of times the human factor is so lost that i still believe in the old saying that people work for people and i will never stop believing in it um because if you get your people to be happy and see the human in you they just don't want to know you as a manager you human it's okay to laugh with them it's okay to make a joke with them it doesn't mean because you have this title you need to sit there in your pedestal and you just need to be a dictator 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 and you don't interact and you don't have fun with them they don't see the human side of you so i'm the crazy one i'm with them i'm the one that makes the noise and then yeah i'm not supposed to but i'm the one that makes the noise because we need energy like like i can't understand like we, we're serving servicing customers and yes i understand that uh, in some cultures there's this way it shouldn't be too much noise because we're speaking to a customer whatever whatever which i fully agree to a certain extent we need to make sure that when we speak to the customer that you know it, it sounds like a, it's a professional environment it doesn't take away the fact that we can't have a bit of fun you know um if you're going to restrict a customer service agent and you tell a customer service employee that you are not allowed to talk to the person next to you you are not allowed to there's no calls coming through 
But you cannot do that. All you're doing is you're putting them mentally and emotionally in a bad state. So what happens? Call comes through. They are not in a friendly frame of mind. They are not going to give you world-class customer service. But imagine if you're part of it where there is no call and there's a two-minute gap and you go there and you just have fun. You make a joke. Let everyone laugh. And the call comes through. And what do they do? Answer that call with a big smile and customer is happy. And they will continue with that in that call, in that same feeling that they were left with loss. So um, I think that we need to change with times around that culture. Does it mean for how does it evolve as time changes? I remember back in the days when I started customer service, it was very different. I've talked about back in the 90s. I worked at a financial institute. I was a personal banker. For 10 years, it was extremely different. And it was a very different experience for me because I saw customers face to face. It was easy because you smile and you dress in your uniform and you look well presented, customers comfortable with you to give information because they see you and they can see you friendly. So, pops, you know, like it's just easy flowing. And then I went into a call center industry where now I'm speaking to customers on the phone so they don't see me. And now I need to understand that. They don't see me. So what, what, how do they buy into me? How do they, how do they buy into me before they can even buy into my product, before they can buy into my organization? And that is when I learned that it, it has to be a different approach, you know? Um, and, and then I also learned that there's really two different ways that you need to deal with your customer. The one that you're interacting face-to-face -face and the one that you're dealing with in a call center. It's very different. Because a one face-to-face -face can see you, which is easy, because you can project energy and smiles and be polite and customers comfortable with you. And the one on the phone, it's all about your tone, your body language, and your mindset. And if all of that is not aligned, customer picks it up immediately. And there goes customer service out by the door. Because then they, they know that it's a bad experience, you know. Um, so I, I think what's interesting for me uh, is, that, is that what I found with this um, customer service telephonically and, and, and the one um, being in a call face-to-face is that I had to readjust myself and my thinking and my mindset. And I had to find out what works. How do I grab customers' attention telephonically to give them a good service, you know? And because they don't see me, they can't see I've got a pretty smile and they can't see that, oh, she's well-groomed and I can trust her because trust is major for telephonically. And um, that is where the different skills have to come in, where you need to learn those other ethics, phone ethics, and how to get someone to buy into you because they don't buy, they will never buy into the product or the organization if they don't buy into you because you are the front of the business by your first answer to the call. And even in, in, in servicing the customer, like now that I'm in customer service, it's different. Um, it was easy for me when I was working in the financial industry and I had to readjust when I came back because I came back to customer service, but in a call center environment. Um, and that had, I had to look at, so how do I maintain 
the same customer service level and give world-class customer service to our customer because I have only done it face-to-face. -face. But what helped me was the fact that because I went into sales, I could understand how to engage customers. And I could use that and I brought that back into my customer service experience because I have an understanding of how to gauge with customers, how to get their buy-in. And, and all of those little elements, um, when I put it together, it's kind of like working because now I can share and make sure that within my, my, my department and my area that we we that we look at certain things that i'm aware of and because i'm aware of it because i've come through this cycle um I, I know what it's like to sell to someone i know how they respond i know how to get the attention i know what it's like to have a face-to-face -face conversation with them and now i need to say do it over the phone and service them and make sure they're happy because if they're not happy then there is no organization and that is why it's so vital you know, um, and so, so, so I took all of that experiences and I, a lot of my focus is one, to get them upskilled. But once they're upskilled, it doesn't end there. And I think a lot of the times that is where we can go wrong because we're giving you the skill, we're giving you the knowledge, we're giving you the product, we're giving you the system. Are we doing after service calls like we do with our customers, to our internal customers, which is our employee? Are we doing after-service calls with them? Are we checking in? Are we making sure that we can identify any needs or development areas where they can improve? Because if we are able to pick that up in the first, first two weeks of me going onto the phone as a new customer service uh, um, consultant, and someone can identify it and pick it up and give me coaching and training, then I it won't become a habit. Because once it becomes a habit, it's difficult to, do, to, to get you to undo that habit. So I think it's important, like, for me normally, like, as I come out of the training and come for the first time onto the floor, I'm comfortable that they've gone through excellent training. I'm comfortable that they've been trained on the product well. My focus in for the first two weeks would be I need to identify who is the people that needs me to assist them and in what area do I assist them because everyone will be different some might lack how to to, to sound warm and 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 what I've taught them because it worked for me is I literally I literally give them um, mirrors because a mirror worked for me I used to have a mirror on my desk all my life um as as as, as a consultant um and the only reason for that is I would smile at myself in the mirror and about four faces. And that, that is how I used to get my smile through my voice because I had to find something. And I'm actually teaching them that, like, like get a mirror, you know, um, and then so they become creative and they try to break one mirror into four pieces because someone don't want to go buy a mirror. But that's part of the fun, um, but it works. It's those little things that we know about that worked for us as leaders as we went through our journey that we shouldn't take for granted. If it worked for us then, it definitely can work again. It's just about we need to implement it. And we, we shouldn't be afraid, you know, to, 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 to implement and challenge the norm. And, 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 and through that, because times is changing, our customers is changing. Things is going digital, you know, like a lot is, is evolving. 
And as the, such, we need to ensure that our employees are involved, evolving at the same time. And if we don't continuously check in with them, and that's why I'm saying, are we doing after-service calls with our internal customer? Because if they don't evolve, then we cannot expect them to deliver that world-class customer service at all. So what I hear from you is uh, you got to be a powerful communicator because you have to communicate with the teams and share what the knowledge you have, the passion you have, the energy that you bring. And you can only do that through communicating, but also applying empathy because like you said, you started at customer service, you ended at customer service, and now you have this wide uh, span of knowledge <coughs> from different industries and from different uh, platforms. And now you're bringing that and you applying some empathy to the current customer service people that are now having to apply everything that you learn. But, but from your perspective, you've been there. And so um, when you have these teams and, and things are going just right and you're, and you're actually applying this empathy, uh, what, uh, what sort of uh, next steps should they be you know, taking in their development to adopt everything that you've learned so far? So it's, it's very crucial to do your check-ins, you know, um, and it's, 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 it's um, great that, you, that you're using the word empathy because that is really one of the points that as leaders, especially in the customer service um, industry, that you should have empathy to burn. And the reason why I say empathy to burn is it's because it's almost like you're enlightening something. You're waking up something. That is your job. Because as a leader, you need to be able to, you need to be able to emphasize and, uh, and know and acknowledge the challenges that your team go through, number one. Because if you don't, then you won't have empathy. You will not have an understanding of what they experience. And so, which will, which will probably delay your, 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 your opportunity to fix things quicker and, and to get things back on track faster because you are not aligned with them. They're not important. You don't have to show any empathy. Um, and if you don't do that, all that happens is that um, you need to know that the, the employee needs to know that you understand that a customer can shout at them, which how, do, how does it leave the, the employee? You know, customers help. Customers are frustrated. Some, not all of them phone in just because they're happy. They phone in actually because they have a query. Um, if someone phones in just to say, hi, I just want to tell you that you're awesome. Yay, jackpot for us, you know. But they phone in because they have a query and they've got something that's burning and they're expecting you that answer who is the expert in the field. To, to, to assist them, but also to do it politely. Now, some of, most of the customers that will call in are, is frustrated at some point or the other. And how the agent deals with it is going to be very, very important. So as, as, as a manager um, for customer service, I would think that it's so important for you to have empathy to burn because um, you need to acknowledge to the people that you understand what they're going through because it's real. There's no need for us to deny it. But what we do is then we teach them how to deal with it. So we listen to the calls and we say, okay, so this is what customers are saying. Because customers 
in every field there will be like a trend of this whatever product it is that this is the general questions and this is the general concerns and this is it you know and it's kind of like easy to narrow it down if you kind of like listen to some calls and dip into it and get to some dip checking and get a sense of what's happening um, and then, then you educate them because that is the development area. Because you need to be mindful that you cannot just tell them you can't. You need to smile when the customer is swearing. Teach them what to do. You know, um, take time um, as much as they need to be on, the, on uh, available to serve the customer. You don't want them to be available, but they're unable to service her properly. Then you might as well invest the hour and take her off lines and take an hour and invest in her and and show her this is it and do a follow-up and even if she's not 100 percent there but there is a bit of improvement acknowledge it and give the praises you know um and 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 in that way we will continuously in short ways try and get to the ultimate goal because um well delivering world-class customer service i think it's probably every organization's challenge because i mean like um it's what we all strive for um, um, and and as well, it's one of the most important things. But our employees is equally important because they are also our customer, you know. Um, and hence, as much as we invest in looking at opportunities to enhance our customer experience, and 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 how are we? What can we do to make the customer better? You know, it's equally important that we're saying how do we enhance our internal customer, which is our employee. To make sure that they are better skilled to go out and deliver that world-class customer service um so yeah we, we really 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 have to have empathy and i'm saying it empathy to burn because you need to they need to know that you feel it with them you get them you understand them and you are going to help them because that's why you're there not to bang them but to actually show them this is the so try this if it doesn't work we try something else, but we're going to get something that works eventually. And that is just how they get through those kind of challenges. And now I know that in customer service, there's so many different competing priorities. <laughs> and mm. our day comes with a lot of things that we don't expect. Uh, yeah. There are some things that we can plan for, and maybe we're looking forward to executing dur during the day. But then you get to work. And then there's all these different things that come at you. What do you suggest for, for those periods of time where there's just so many different priorities, you know, to, to handle? So for me, because the customer is important and because that is my, that is my core focus and my, and my role is to ensure that we're meeting our service level and through that also deliver world-class customer service. So if I come in and I have my day planned, like my week is planned for next week already, you know, um, because that is how our, our lives have changed during especially COVID. And especially in COVID, things has become so much hecticer. I think I've never been this tired doing the same job pre-COVID. Because it's to your point that you come in and you have a plan, but as you come in, something changed and you need to be 
on top of it and you need to you know you need to think fast and you need to think of solutions and you need to think of impact and you need to think of you know you need to have all of these things front of mind and you actually literally do not have time to focus on what you plan so what i do is i will go through my list and i will just because i have a to-do list every day i open my notepad on my on my on my pc and i have every day i have a to-do list and I will just highlight what's important that I cannot go without it. I need to do it because there's deadlines in this, this, and this, that. And depending on, depending on my deadline times, I will schedule it in my calendar to ensure that I get it done. I'd schedule it for an hour before the time so that I have time to complete it. Um, and you know, the other stuff I will carry on to tomorrow's to-do list because it's really not important because what's important is I get to do what is really important for that pattern moment, but then it allows me the time and the freedom to jump in, deal with whatever craziness and madness and uh, crises that just came up and, 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 and our worlds just gets erupted so rapidly these days, um, that, you know, like today the decision is this, is tomorrow the decision is that, and it's about communicating and, you know, and communication is so key. It's, it's you know, like it's, it's one of the most important things to have as a leader, communicate, communicate. People want to hear from leaders. Yes, we've got people that put into us that can go and deliver the message, but there is so much more validation and respect and openness to acceptance and embracing change or anything else if it comes from a higher leader. Why? Because one, the person, employees will feel more valued. And two, they appreciate the fact that you're actually taking time. You're taking time to come and speak to me. You're taking time to actually be here and speak to me and tell me this someone else could have told me but you're here and then it's all about engagement because that is your opportunity we don't get time to necessarily engage with the whole area every day but those moments where you have your whole area together and you get to engage them and you know they get to see a glimpse of your funny side and 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 you know and, and that's how relationships is also both but communication is so super key because especially when we do change communication um, and, and 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 generally when it's when it's uh, stuff that impacts the employee majorly you know um I, I believe that we need to own it as leaders you know it's easy to go down and say to someone else go deliver this message you know i don't think anyone can deliver it as best as what you can you know why you made the decision you know what is the reason behind it. You can explain it because it's going to come from a place of pureness and realness. And people feel that because they're human. They can feel what you're saying. They can feel your energy. They, 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 they buy into you, into the conversation. They might not be happy, but the acceptance of it. They are they're buying into it because they see you are in it with them. So, it's so important to just to communicate and to make sure that you know what it's 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 it's, it's you you can't like a leader cannot expect someone to be a good communicator to a customer if they're not a communicator to their employees because we need to lead by example and the way we conduct ourselves and the way we communicate to them 
it should speak to what we which, what we expect of them when they speak to our customers and we teach them through conversations and through communicating you know so um that is another big one for me communication that's so key you know like i cannot stress the importance around communication um, i think before we can even get to reaching the goals and getting the vision out there and we can have a beautiful vision on a beautiful board um and i think that what is what what can go wrong and i mean like in my years of working in various industries i found that we've got this great vision and it looks amazing on the board and we've got it quarter one and quarter two and we've got this the plan is there and somewhere in between we can't even move from point one to point b and when you go back to the drawing board most of the time lack of communication it doesn't come from one voice so what happens with that is that there's a loss in telephone action because now it's broken telephone the message doesn't get relayed the same way because it's not done by the same person you know so for me personally as 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 the leader for my area um, i take a lot of ownership um, when it comes to communicating, I want to be the one that communicates to you about things that is really important, things that I know is burning issues for you, things that I know that can make you feel uncomfortable, things that I know that can maybe disrupt your life in some sense or the other, things that, especially through COVID times, you know, we had a, a lot of companies had to look at what are we doing, you know, like how, how are we filtering people into different areas, a lot of difficult conversations had to take place. Now imagine if you never had a relationship with your area where you never communicated with them ever pre-COVID and now you're coming back to them in COVID time and you need them to smile because you need to give them a bit of bad news but you still want them to be happy because they need to service your customer 10 to 1 you're going to find it very difficult to get that message to land and to get them to buy into you because you've never nurtured the, the seed, you know, from the beginning. It was never part of your culture as a leader to ensure that you communicate effectively with your teams at all times, or as often as you can, because being busy, as leaders, your life is busy, your life is consumed with meetings and with all of these wonderful things. However, you need to make time even if it is a 30 minute a month even if it is a one hour a month for them it's a lot it might mean little hours to us but for the for the employees that's a lot coming to get that communication and that interaction from the leader because it means a lot to them they get a lot of validation and good feelings out of that so yeah communication is a big one for me yeah i'm, I'm one uh, of the same cloth when it comes to communication I don't know how many times I've advised CEOs and executives concerning that, where, you know, just a case in point, if I say I'm going to Angola or we're going to Angola, what's the first place in your mind? Mm. Angola, Africa. Angola, Africa, <laughs> yes. yes. But in Puerto Rico, there's a, a, a town called Angola. So I'm going to Puerto Rico. You might be going to Africa. 
<laughs> right? So, <laughs> so you, you have to be very clear as a leader in your communication uh, because you will do one or two things. You will e either demotivate or you will motivate. One of those two. You, you're, you're either going to break your company down for the lack of, or you're going to build your company up because you do it correctly. Now, absolutely. You know, so, so commute and, and, and just a caveat communications just to communicate without any thought or ram or reason is probably not good. I'd rather you probably don't say anything, Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you're going to communicate, do it right. You know, have a reason, have a purpose, have an end goal, lead your people to where they need to be the way you envisioned it to be because only like you said right only you know how yes. to deliver that message um, yes. so so uh, uh, but if you're going to communicate make sure that it's it ends up in the minds of the people as a motivator so talking yes. about motivation um, what can you tell me about that because I know that there is a lot of things in the customer service world that could be a demotivator right so how, how do you stay motivated in a customer centric uh, you know environment so firstly i think for for me it's important that i need to know how to motivate myself mm. um before i can go and motivate anyone i need to be motivated um so by the time i leave this house um and make my way to my workplace i need to be motivated so I need to find what, what motivates me in the morning, what puts me in the good spirits, what gives me the reason to go and smile and look past all the dark clouds and go out there. Because otherwise I can't. I can't walk into the office being miserable, not wanting to greet anyone because my shoulders feel just so heavy. And yet I'm, I'm, I'm the preacher of that we need to have good customer service. But I come in there with my face hanging on the floor so I need to motivate myself first, and then I need to motivate my agents. So how do I how do I motivate my employees? Um, you know, um, and, and and especially in customer service, it's actually really difficult because you need to have a certain amount of people on the phone, and you need to have all of these things. But it doesn't mean that you cannot motivate them. There's various ways of motivation. It doesn't always, especially in customer service, we don't have the time to really take time off from the lines, not because we need to be available to take those calls all the time, because service levels are important. But um, so, so be, then become creative, motivate them in some other way. Put a little note on the, on, on the desk. Put a little something there to say, thank you, you were awesome. But make it personalized, because that's a trick. Don't copy and paste it, because once you know your people, you will know what note to put on that letter for them. And that note is going to make the week and you're going to get the best out of it. So if you know your people, you will know to say, thank you, Weiba, for your awesome energy. And if you go to Anne, you will say, thank you, Anne, for always going the extra mile in assisting your team members. So you need to understand what each employee brings to your to your, to your overall department, what role they play for you to be a successful um, customer service environment and to deliver that. Um, so you need to motivate them in different ways, you know, do acknowledgements, 
you know, um, there should be a time if, if, if your lines open at eight, ask them to come in 30 minutes earlier and do some motivation. I love doing it, you know, like um, give them recognition, you know, um, hand over some about uh, like some certificate that doesn't cost you nothing. You print it out, you can make it yourself. Because that's what I do. I make it myself. I keep the template. Every month, the names just change. Sometimes the names stay the same, you know. And that's a fun part because who's going to get it? It's the same person pushing to get it again, you know. Um, it's making them competitive. And that's how they drive, thriving to come better because they want to go up next month. They might not say it. But I'm telling you, you want to be called up to go and get it, you know. Um, so it's important. So there's different ways of motivating them. Even just going to them and greeting them as a leader, as motivation. If you go to them while, before they're busy um, taking their first call, you can go to them and say, good morning, how are you? How's your daughter? And if you are a manager that is very involved, then if you're a leader that knows what's happening in your space, you will know everyone's situation. So you relate, and that is where the human factor comes in. So I can remember Waiba was off because her mother actually we had operation. So I'm going to go to her and say, morning, how are you? How's mom doing? And we will have a two-minute chat about mom. That already puts her in a bigger frame of mind. Because yes, she was worried about mom, but here I come along and I encourage her a little bit and she feels better. And she's not going to have that long, hearty feeling on the telephone with her customer. So, you know, motivation doesn't always have to be in the form of monetary value because in organizations, we always, you know, there's always budgets to consider, especially in COVID time. How do we, how do we motivate people in COVID? Well, right now, I'm just acting as weird as I can. I'm just being as loud and crazy as I can be. Like, literally. Why? Because everyone is so way down. They are way down and they are speaking to customers and they're going through the same experience as that customer. The customer is saying, um, I need to have a payment holiday plan. My husband lost his job. And you also in that same position because you're human. COVID is eating you as well. You know, so how do we, how do we, how do we align the two? Because to ensure that your own emotions and what you're going through doesn't impact the service that you're going to give now. We need to create that environment. Because right now, <coughs> sorry, we don't have a lot of, we can do this because everything is, we have all this uh, uh, um, regulations to abide to and, you know, social distancing and all of that for us that's working from the office, um, that's not um, working from home. Um, we, so we still have to stick to all of those rules, um, you know, but it's still about making it fun. So I still go and make it fun. I make take my time to go and greet every single one every morning. Why? Because we're going through a crisis and you're here in the office, putting your life at risk so that we can service our customers. So you know what? I have so much respect for you that I will take my time before I switch on my laptop and I will come and greet you and find out how are you? Because what's important to me is how are you in what space are you at? Because then I can assist. Are you okay to go onto that phone 
and speak to our customer and give them the right service they deserve. So through COVID, more than ever, that's so important for those that's working from home and even the ones that's work, working from home, we need to find ways to motivate them because their life has changed. They're no more going out. Like going out to work would be like a different scenery. All these people that you see, but now your home space has become your workspace. And it can become claustrophobic. You can feel like the walls is coming into you. I mean, like working like that for three, four months is no joke. And as leaders, if you have people working from home, how do you motivate them? I don't have people working from home, but I've got like trillions of ideas of how I would have motivated my people if they work from home because we've got we've got um, we've got technology that allows us to to have to have those opportunities to still motivate each other and have chickens and have fun and you know not let them feel like okay working from home um it's, it's okay we're not really interested in you now you know um so yeah motivation is very 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 important you have to be a motivator so motivate yourself before you can go out and motivate them i love that i i, I love the you know leadership starts with you uh, motivation starts with you. Everything starts with you. I was having a conversation this morning and uh, my comment to a, a colleague was, I love before I'm anything else. So I can't give it if I don't have it, right? So I understand the things that I need to help me operate throughout my lifetime here on earth. I must have that. I must have attained that first before I can give it because only then can I expect to see it in someone else. And so as a leader, if you're not giving customer service, how can you expect your people to give it forward? They're not seeing it. They're not being developed. They're not being, you know, they're not hearing the empathetic voice. They're not seeing that clear, powerful communication. They are uh, not feeling the empathy for their position. And these are all things, you know, that leaders have to be conscious of in order to get their teams to the point where they see their vision come to pass. It does not come by a set of things that you write on the board as a vision. No. <laughs> right? It doesn't come, it doesn't come by you handing out the vision. It comes by you exemplifying the vision already in your actions as a leader. So, uh, Waiba, thank you so much uh, for the insight, all, the, all that you shared with us concerning uh, customer service and leadership. And if someone was to want to contact you, um, how would they do that? Only via LinkedIn. I am actually not someone that is on Instagram and YouTube and all of that. I'm just too busy with work. So I only engage on LinkedIn. So they are welcome to hook me up on LinkedIn. And yeah, like we can learn together, grow together. It's amazing. Well, I really thank you for your time. And I know that the audience has learned uh, valuable lessons when it comes to customer service. Um, and in reality, we, we, we are in customer service every second that we are alive. Either you're doing customer service with your spouse, with your children, with your, you know, with your neighbors. It's, it's all about that relationship that we build 
and how far we allow that to go. Um, you know, and it, it's not just the office. So if we start having a customer service centric mind, as you yes. said right in the beginning, right? A customer yes. service centric mind, we will go a whole lot farther on this earth. So Absolutely. thank you again, Waiba. Um, I wish you a great day out there. And the rest of it's evening for you coming up, uh, right? Uh, yeah, evening in coming South up Africa, for me. right? Yeah. Yes. So uh, the sun will start soon going down for you. Uh, yeah. Here, here in Florida, it, it's just midday. So good day started. <laughs> just stay. <laughs> but uh, it's it was so nice to speak with you, and I wish you success um, you. in everything that you do. And uh, we'll continue to follow you on LinkedIn. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, it was really amazing. Yeah. And for amazing. our listening audience, as I always like to uh, finish our episode, success to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'd love to hear suggestions for our future shows or any remarks you may have that will help us improve. Until then, success to you.